So Surah Safat is a Makki Surah and as we can see in its style it's very powerful, verses are short, vocabulary, the Arabic is very strong and the message is very clear. Right at the beginning many oaths are taken especially by the angels performing various roles whether it is their organization and discipline when they're worshiping Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala or receiving the orders from Allah or it is their zajr of the other creation in order to ensure discipline within the creation or it is the recitation of their dhikr the angels are mentioned over here and what's the conclusion of the oath that inna ilahakum Lawahid. All of this organization, discipline in the creation, what is this a proof of? That indeed your God is one. Because for everything to work together so smoothly, it's only possible when there is one supreme being above it. You know, for example, when you study human body, right? Your body, when you study it, you learn about organs and you learn about systems. Isn't it? It's one of the first things that we learn about the human body. So for instance, the digestive system. Right? Now, so many organs are connected, working together. It's one system. Correct? When you look at this world also, when you look at how the water system is, the water, the atmosphere, clouds, everything is connected within a system. And we see that life in this creation is all interconnected. And what does it show? That each is cooperating with the other. And that would not be possible unless and until there is one supreme being above it all. Because if there were two masters, if there were multiple masters, or there were no masters, then what would happen? Chaos. So, إِنَّ إِلَاهَكُمْ لَوَاحِدٌ Indeed, your God is surely one. And in this is also a refutation of the false belief of the mushrikeen concerning the angels. They considered them to be divine. Over here it's made obvious that no, the angels are not divine. Who are they? They are Allah's servants. And then the skies are mentioned. But how Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the Lord of the earth, He's also the Lord of the skies and everything that is between the earth and the sky. And an example is given over here of how the skies are protected against the shayateen. And it's such protection that even the shayateen cannot escape with a little bit of information. So well guarded the skies are. And again, this is a proof of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's existence, His power, His rule over His creation. And then in ayah number 11, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, فَاسْتَفْتِهِمْ Then inquire of them, ask them. Meaning these people who deny you, ask them. فَاسْتَفْتِهِمْ Istafti is from the root letters? Hmm. Seen. Mm-mm. Try again. Fata? Ha? No way. Not ha. Because him is damir. Wow, wow or yeah. Fata ya or fata wow. Fatwa. Alright, fatwa. What does fatwa mean? What does fatwa mean? A verdict. Alright? So istafti. Remember in Surah An-Nisa, yastaftunaka. Alright? They seek a verdict from you. So fastafti him, inquire of them. Ask them. Ask them for a fatwa. Hmm? Meaning, ask these people, what do they have to say? Ahum are they ashaddu khalqan, ashaddu more intense, stronger, 
more difficult khalqan in creation meaning in their form or to create am or man who khalaqna we have created ask these people who are deniers of resurrection that are they a stronger creation are they more difficult to create for allah subhanahu wa ta'ala or is it the other creation that allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has created compare a human being to a mountain which one is stronger mightier more difficult it's the mountain because it's bigger right compare a human being with even the moon or even a you know a forest or so many other creations of allah subhanahu wa ta'ala which are far greater in size far more complicated intricate so amman khalaqna angel jibril what do we learn about him he has how many wings 600 wings allah says inna indeed we khalaqnahum we have created them who these people who deny you men from tinin clay that is lazib sticky we have created these human beings from sticky clay The word teen from the root letters ta-yanun is used for mud that is wet. And basically when you mix mud with water, all right? What do you get? Clay. Right? And then with clay you can make different things. So this is what teen is. Lazib on the other hand is from the root letters lam zaiba and luzub is to cling to adhere to something. All right? The word lazim. What does lazim mean? Luzum same thing to adhere to something so luzum luzub meme is changed to ba the meaning is the same to cling to so mintin al-lazib clay that is sticky what's the meaning over here the intended meaning is that the physical creation of the human beings is far more fragile than the creation of other things that allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has created So people are reminded of their humble origin as if we are being taught that do not behave arrogantly by rejecting the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam by rejecting the Quran because the fact is that you are indeed a weak creation. In Surah Ghafir ayah 57 Allah says la khalqus samawati wal ardi akbaru min khalqin nas. Surely the creation of the skies and the earth is greater than the creation of the people walakinna aktharan nasi la ya'lamun but most people they do not know allah says bal rather ajibta you wonder you o prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam you wonder and what does it mean by ajibta from ain jim ba ajib is basically the state of a person upon finding something strange and unusual when you come across something that's strange unusual you are amazed you are shocked or you are impressed so bal ajibta here you are o prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam amazed amazed at what in awe of the qudra of allah amazed at the creation that you witness that you see amazed at the power of allah and what is the reaction of these people wayaskharun while they mock it's amazing ayat are mentioned in the quran Examples are given in the Quran and when the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam witnesses them when he sees them when he hears them what is his state amazed amazed by the Quran and what is the state of the deniers they're laughing at the Quran they're mocking at the Quran as if their hearts are unaffected
This can be understood in another way also. That dal-ajibta, you wonder, meaning you are amazed at the denial of these people. And and what is their state? Yasharun, they go on mocking. Mocking at what? At your amazement. Wa ida and when Dukiru they are reminded La Yadkurun they do not remember. Whether it is a reminder of the hereafter, a reminder of their own weakness, a reminder of Allah's power, any reminder they are given through the Quran, through the Sharr, or through the count, through the Khalq. Any reminder they are given, do they take heed from it? لا يذكرون They do not heed the admonition. وَإِذَا and when رَأَوْ They see آيَةً A sign يَسْتَسْخِرُونَ They ridicule. آيَةً What is an ayah? What is an ayah? A sign. Literally, the word ayah is used for a sign. Alright? Like for example, it's also used for a flag. Because a flag is a sign. Okay? So, ayah, it's also used for miracle. Like in the Qur'an we learned, the denier said, that how come Muhammad wasallam has not been given an ayah? I mean, if you think about it, so many ayat of the Qur'an he was given, what ayah were they referring to? A miracle, a tangible miracle. So, وَإِذَا رَأَوْ آيَةً When they do see a miracle, like for example, any miracle that was given to the Prophet wasallam. Like the splitting of the moon, right? So when they see a mu'jizah, what is their reaction? Yastaskhirun. They burst out in ridicule. Notice the word yastaskhirun. Earlier we learned yaskharun. Yaskharun, they mock. Yastaskhirun. Are there extra letters here? Then what does it mean? There's extra meaning here. And what is that extra meaning? That they go even further in their mockery. يُبَالِغُونَ فِي They are crossing all bounds, all limits of decency in their mockery. يَسْخَرُونَ can be understood as they mock, meaning they laugh by themselves. And يَسْتَسْخِرُونَ They call one another. They bring the attention of each other. So together they mock. They burst out in ridicule. وَإِذَا رَأَوْ آيَةً يَسْتَسْخِرُونَ وَقَالُوا And they say, إِنْ هَذَا إِنْ not هَذَا this إِلَّا except سِحْرٌ مُّبِينٌ An obvious magic. I mentioned to you the story of Walid bin Mughira earlier of how he described the Qur'an as magic. Because magic, it affects a person. So much so that he, he completely changes. One day a person loved his wife and because of magic what happens? He doesn't want to see her face. Right? It's amazing. One day a person is very calm, everything's fine, and the other day he's bursting in anger. What happened? He's completely changed. So magic changes the object, the person on which it affects. Like for example, the magicians, they threw their sticks and their sticks turned into into snakes. Right? This is magic. It changes it. So they describe the Qur'an as magic. Why? Because the Qur'an changes people. It transforms them. It changes their thinking. It changes their behavior. It changes their speech. It changes their outlook in life, their attitude, their dealings with other people. It changes people. So they say in Hada illa sihru mudin, this is nothing except obvious magic, meaning the Quran is all brainwashing. 
This is how the mushrikeen described the Qur'an. And they said, Ah, what? إِذَا when مِتْنَا We have died. وَكُنَّا And we have become turaban dust. We have turned into dust. Teen is wet. Turab is dry. Meaning we have completely decomposed and reduced to dust. Turaban وَعِرَامًا And all that is remaining of us is just iraman bones. إِنَّا What? Indeed we, meaning then لَمَبْعُثُونَ Surely we will be resurrected. How is that possible? So they say in their denial, أَإِذَا مِتْنَا وَكُنَّا تُرَابًا وَعِظَامًا أَإِنَّا لَمَبْعُثُونَ And then they further say, Ah, what? وَآبَاؤُنَا And our forefathers also, الْأَوَّلُونَ The earlier ones, the first ones, meaning those who died long time before us, who are further more decayed, even they will be resurrected. So they say all of this in their denial, in their mockery. And we see how by seeing a miracle or by hearing the verses of the Qur'an, they are only increasing in their disbelief. What is the response? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, قُلْ say, Tell them, نَعَمْ Yes. Yes. What does it mean? That indeed you will be resurrected and your forefathers too will be resurrected. Every human being will be resurrected without exception. Naam. Look at the confidence over here. Look at the confidence. Because what happens generally is that if somebody is uh, disagreeing with you and in their disagreement they start making fun of you and they start taunting you, what happens? Do we lose our confidence? We do. And we say, yeah, maybe. If I mean, I believe it. I guess so. Yeah, I think so. It says in our book. I don't know what it means, okay? Stop asking me. Right? But look at the confidence over here. Allah is telling the Prophet ﷺ, قُلْ You tell them, نَعَمْ Yes. I mentioned to you the story of the man who came to the Prophet ﷺ with an old withered bone. And he waved it in front of the face of the Prophet ﷺ, asking him that who can bring this back to life? Wahiya Rameen. At the end of Surah Yasin, we learned about it. And the Prophet ﷺ was told to respond to him that yes, Allah is the one who will resurrect, who will bring these bones back to life. So, قُلْ نَعَمْ Yes. وَأَنْتُمْ And you, دَاخِرُونَ Ones who will be rendered contemptible. دَاخِرُونَ is the plural of the word دَاخِر. And دَاخِر is from the root letters دَالْخَا رَا دُخُور دُخُور means أَشَدُّ sigar Extreme smallness. Okay. Meaning when something has no worth, absolutely no value, no rank, no status, no worth whatsoever. And it gives the meaning of ridz, weakness, villa, humiliated, hikara, debased. So, antum sagirun, meaning yes, you will be resurrected, while you will be utterly humiliated, debased, contemptible. Meaning you will lose all power you have. You will have no control over your life, your death, your state, nothing whatsoever. In Surah Nahl, Ayah 87, Allah says, وَكُلٌ أَتَوْهُ دَاخِرِينَ All will come to Him humbled. If you think about it, in this world, in this life, do we have any freedom? 
We can stand however we want. We can talk however we want. We can sit wherever we want. We can walk. We can go. But on the day of judgment, antum dakhirun, you will have no power. Because each person will come empty-handed, no money, no food, no clothes even, nothing, no control, all alone. وَأَنْتُمْ دَاخِرُونَ And how will this happen? فَإِنَّمَا Then indeed only. Here it will be زَجْرَةٌ A shout that is وَاحِدَةٌ One. A single shout, a single blast. Look at the word زَجْرَةٌ We learned a زَجْرَةٌ earlier. Remember the meaning of زَجْر? What does زَجْر mean? To instigate, to cause something to move. Right? How? بِقُوَّةِ التَّسْوِيتِ By creating a very strong, loud, powerful sound. Right? So, وَاحِدَةٌ A single blast that will literally wake the dead up. And this is referring to the second blast of the trumpet. Because the first blast, أُولَى What will that do? All those who are alive shall die. And then after a period of 40, what will happen? Another blast of the trumpet, and then everyone, all people, shall be resurrected. So, زَجْرَةٌ wahida, One call. فَإِذَا Then at once, هُمْ they يَنْظُرُونَ They will be observing. At once, all people shall be alive, awake, watching in astonishment, in bewilderment, at the horrors of that day. وَقَالُوا And they would say, meaning the same deniers, they would say, يَا وَيْلَنَا Oh, woe to us! هَذَا يَوْمُ الدِّينَ This is the day of recompense. What happened? It actually came true. يَا وَيْلَنَا What does يَا mean? Oh, it's nida. And we say oh when we're calling somebody and also to express amazement, astonishment. And waylana, wail. What does way mean? This is way lana. Alright, not wail. Okay, this is way, way, and lana. Alright, lana meaning for us. And way. What does way mean? Huzn. Way means huzn, grief. So all our greatest sorrow, meaning, or woe to us, or we are in so much trouble, ya waylana, hada yawmuddin, this is the day of recompense. So when they will see for themselves, they will admit. But it will be said, hada, this, yawmul fasli, it is the day of judgment, al-fasl. They will be told, yes, indeed it is the day of recompense, but it's not just the day of recompense, it's the day of fasl. What does fasl mean? Final judgment. What judgment? Such judgment that separates between right and wrong. So that is the day of judgment, meaning that will separate between people. Now, on the day of judgment, people will be separated. According to what? According to their? Hmm? Deeds, right? Because in this world, people are mixed together. Aren't they? We are all mixed together. In the sense that a person could be very pious, a person could be very wicked, a person could have the best akhlaq, another person could have the worst akhlaq, and all such people are living in the same family. 
Right? They're living together. They are working together. They're sitting in the same place. But on the day of judgment, يَوْمُ fasl It's the day of separation. It's the day of final judgment. الَّذِي كُنْتُمْ بِهِ تُكَذِّبُونَ الَّذِي that which كُنْتُمْ you used to بِهِ with it تُكَذِّبُونَ you used to deny. Meaning all your life, what were you doing? Denying this day. But now, this day is a reality and there is no escape. It will be said, أُحْشُرُوا The angels will be ordered, أُحْشُرُوا Gather from حَشْر حَاشِنْ رَأْ and hashr is to gather from different places into one place. So gather together who? الَّذِينَ ظَلَمُوا Those people who did zulm. Which zulm is this? Shirk. Because إِنَّ الشِّرْكَ لَظُلْمٌ عَظِيمٌ Indeed shirk is surely the greatest or the great injustice. This zulm is also kufr, denial. Denial of Allah, denial of His messengers, denial of resurrection. In Surah Luqman, ayah 13, Allah says, إِنَّ الشِّرْكَ لَظُلْمٌ عَظِيمٌ And in Surah Baqarah, ayah 254, Allah says, الظَّالِمُونَ Who are the ظَالِمُونَ? It is those who deny. So, أُحْشُرُ الَّذِينَ ظَلَمُوا Those who did ظُلْمٌ whether it is the realm of shirk or the realm of kufr, gather them all together. Because all people will be there on the Day of Judgment. You can imagine what a large gathering it will be. People dispersed through the area of hashr. So from among all the people gather together who? Those of shirk and those of kufr. But not just them. وَأَزْوَاجَهُمْ and also their azwaj. And not just their azwaj, but also, وَمَا كَانُوا يَعْبُدُونَ And that which they used to worship. Three. Three things are mentioned here. Gather the people of them. Secondly, also their azwaj. And thirdly, that which they used to worship. Together, gather them, and then take them to their destination. Notice over here, the people of Zulm and their Azwaj. Now Azwaj is a plural of Zawj. And generally we translate this as spouse. But what if there is a mushrik person for instance, and their spouse is a believer? Then will they be taken to the same place just because of the fact that they were married to them? You understand? Like for example Fir'aun. Who was he? Fir'aun was Fir'aun. Right? His wife was Asiya. She was a believer, right? She was his zawja, no doubt she was, in the world. Now if Firaun is going somewhere, why should Asiya be taken there? So what does it mean by azwaj over here? Azwaj, first of all, remember it means spouse, alright? And it's referring to those spouses which were upon the same religion, which had the same belief. Like for example, Abu Lahab, and his wife. Did they share the same hate for Islam? They did. Both of them did. And many times, majority of the times actually, families are together in their beliefs. They have some shared meaning. They have some shared purpose. So, الَّذِينَ ظَلَمُوا وَأَزْوَاجَهُمْ And basically what this is telling us is that the mushrikeen will be taken together as families along with their idols to their final destination.
Because a person will be with those whom he loves. And in this is utter humiliation. That when a person is in trouble themselves, and they see their family in trouble, in difficulty, and they cannot even help their family. And for a husband especially, when he cannot even help his wife. This is utter humiliation and disgrace. So, أُحْشُرُ الَّذِينَ ظَلَمُوا وَأَزْوَاجَهُمْ Them and their wives together as families. But this is in the case where the whole family was upon the same religion of shirk, of kufr. Alright? Because of course we learn that those who believe, then أُولَئِكَ مُبَعَدُونَ They will be kept far away from hell. Now the word azwaj, it doesn't just apply to spouses, but it also applies to friends or those similar, ashbah, associates, meaning those who are similar to someone. So one who is similar to another. Okay? Or there is some friendship, some bond, some connection. So Azwajahum refers to their associates, their friends, their companions, those who were like them, regardless of which time, which place they lived in, or what family they belonged to, regardless of that. What matters is their belief, their deeds. وَمَا كَانُوا يَعْبُدُونَ And also that which they used to worship. مِن دُونِ Besides Allah. Meaning the idols, the false gods they worshipped besides Allah, gather them also. فَهْدُوهُمْ And then guide them. Guide them where? إِلَى Towards صِرَاطُ الْجَحِيمِ To the path of hellfire. Take them where? To the path of hellfire. This is very interesting. فَهْدُوهُمْ Hidayah. What does Hidayah mean? To guide to the destination. That's the literal meaning of the word Hidayah. Right? And you see Suratil Jaheem, the path of hell. Because these same people, they were shown Suratul Mustaqim in the world. But did they take it? No. In fact, they mocked at it. They made fun of it. They denied it in their arrogance. So now they shall be taken on Suratul Jaheem. Wal'iyadu billah. مِن دُونِ اللَّهِ فَهْدُوهُمْ إِلَى صِرَاطِ الْجَحِيمِ وَ and قِفُوهُمْ Stop them. وَقِفُوهُمْ and stop them. Meaning wait. Don't take them yet. Before they are taken to hell, stop them. قِفُو قِف From the root letters, وَقَفَ وَقْف is to stop. So stop them. Why? Because innahum indeed they mas'ulun wants to be questioned. Mas'ulun, plural of the word, mas'ul. And mas'ul is one who is asked, one who is interrogated. Wait, don't take them yet to hell. They have to be asked about their deeds, about their statements, about their actions. They must be questioned about their crimes. Like Allah says in the Quran, فَوَرَبِّكَ لَنَسْأَلَنَّهُمْ أَجْمَعِينَ Then by your Lord, surely we will definitely question all of them. عَمَّا كَانُوا يَعْمَلُونَ About that which they used to do. So وَقِفُوهُمْ إِنَّهُمْ مَسْؤُولُونَ They must be questioned. And now as they are stopped, they are silent. They are afraid to talk. So Allah will say, مَا لَكُمْ What is wrong with you? لَا تَنَاصَرُونَ You do not help each other. 
How come you're not helping each other? How come you're not defending each other, supporting each other? When in the world, you used to help each other a lot. Like for example, a family. The members of one family. Don't they defend each other? Don't they save each other? They do. Friends, don't they speak up for each other? Try to defend one another? Or together, they do something to save themselves? But on the day of judgment, these people will not even do anything to help themselves or to help somebody else. Why? Because they will know that there is no use. So they will be asked, مَا لَكُمْ لَا تَنَاصَرُونَ What is wrong with you? How come you do not help each other? Meaning, where is your affection? Where is your love? Where is your friendship? Where is it? In Surah Al-Qamar, Ayah 44, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions about the people who deny that they say, نَحْنُ جَمِيعٌ مُنْتَصِرٌ We are a group who is helped. Meaning, we help each other. We support each other. So on the day of judgment, they'll be asked, what's wrong with you? How come you're not doing anything to help each other? Where's your love? Where's your friendship? Isn't it because of this love and this friendship that you denied the truth? That you mocked at the messenger? Bal rather, hum day, al yawma, this day, that day, today, mustaslimoon, ones who have completely surrendered. On that day, they shall be in total surrender. Mustaslimun. Notice it's not Muslimun. Mustaslimun. Because extra letters means extra meaning. Istislam. Okay, istif'al. It shows mubalagha. Meaning complete, total submission and surrender. They will be totally compliant. These same people who were arrogant in the world, who did not believe, who disobeyed Allah, rejected the messenger, when they're stopped in order to be questioned, how do they respond? Mustaslimun. They offer complete submission. But this submission and obedience will not benefit them at all. So what will happen? Wa and then, aqbala, he will turn. Ba'duhum, some of them. Ala ba'dun, to others, meaning they will turn to each other, they will approach one another. Why? Yetasa'alun. They will ask each other. Meaning they will turn to each other in order to question. They're questioning one another. In other words, they will argue. They will accuse each other. You see? The little sympathy they had for one another will also be finished over here. Before they enter hell. وَأَقْبَلَ بَعْضُهُمْ عَلَىٰ بَعْضٍ يَتَسَاءَلُونَ Meaning they will turn against each other. What will they say? قَالُوا They will say, إِنَّكُمْ Indeed you. كُنْتُمْ You used to. تَأْتُونَنَا You would come to us. Meaning you would approach us. عَنِ yamin From the right. The followers will say this to the leaders because they are together, right? هُمْ وَأَزْوَاجَهُمْ Them and their mates, their associates, those who were similar to them, those who were like them. So it's the leaders and the followers. And earlier we learned about the word يَسْتَسْخِرُونَ that they call each other to together mock at the Prophet ﷺ. So on that day, they will turn against each other and they will say, the followers will say to the leaders that it's your fault. You used to come at us from the right 
meaning in order to misguide us, you approached us from the right. Now what does it mean by this? You approached us from the right. Yameen. Yameen literally is right hand. Alright? Right hand. And the right hand or the right side, it has many connotations or many meanings. Alright? So for example, one meaning is, remember the Arabs when they would do their version of istikhara, trying to decide what they should do and what they should not do, they would release a bird. Right? And if the bird would fly to the right, that would mean good luck, do it. And if it flew to the left, it meant bad luck, don't do it. So right side for them meant good luck. Good side. The right side was the good side. Alright? So you used to come to us from the right, meaning through what we considered good. Meaning, you convinced us to follow you through what appeared to us as something very good. But in reality, it was not good. You portrayed it to us as if it was really good, but in reality, it wasn't good. Let me give you an example. Advertisements. How do they work? Do they tell you, have this drink, this yogurt drink, which has 10 tablespoons of sugar, and it barely has any milk, and in reality, it's not even made from real milk. Hmm? But you give it to your child, and he will suffer from this and this and this. right? But will they tell you the facts? Yes, <laughs> never. They'll never tell you the facts. What will they do? They will portray it as very good. Right? A drink that is full of sugar, full of chemicals, and full of things that should not even be described as food, they say, have it, energy drink. Right? Or for example, in what ways do they describe these things? I mean, in very different ways, they hide the reality, they portray it as something very good, whereas in reality, it's not that good. So, this is how you misled us. Ta'tunana anil yameen. You were calling us to idol worship, you were calling us to hellfire, but you portrayed us as something very beautiful. You convinced us using tools, using lies. Ta'tunana anil yameen. Yameen also means, you know, right hand, because majority of the people are right handed. Isn't it? When it comes to writing, when it comes to doing anything, majority of the people use the right hand. Right? So the right hand for the Arabs, it also symbolized quwa, taqa, strength. Right? Strength, power. So, ta'tunana anil yameen, meaning you pressurized and you forced us. In the name of established religion and custom, you pressurized us. You literally enslaved us. You didn't let us use our own mind. You didn't let us think for ourselves. You controlled us. And if we even dared to question, you pressurized us, you bullied us into your own beliefs. Look at how Fir'aun dealt with the Sahara. He threatened to kill them, but they remained firm. Look at what the mushrikeen did in Mecca. They physically abused, tormented and tortured so many people. If they didn't spare Musab bin Umayr radiallahu anhu, if they didn't spare Abu Bakr radiallahu anhu, if they didn't spare Umar radiallahu anhu, who would they spare? Nobody. No Muslim was safe. 
So, تَأْتُونَمَا عَنِ الْيَمِينَ Now the word yameen, another meaning is oaths. Okay? Oaths, ayman. What are ayman? Oaths. So, you used to swear to us that you were upon the truth. So we just followed you blindly. We just listened to you. We didn't think for ourselves, but rather we trusted you. إِنَّكُمْ كُنْتُمْ تَأْتُونَنَا عَنِ الْيَمِينَ Another meaning is from the right, meaning from the side of the truth. Meaning the truth was tawheed, the truth was to follow the Prophet ﷺ. And you came exactly from that side, meaning you prevented us from it, you stopped us from it. عَنِ الْيَمِينَ Meaning against the truth. So, إِنَّكُمْ كُنْتُمْ تَأْتُونَنَا عَنِ الْيَمِينَ The followers will blame the leaders. The children, for example, will blame the parents. The wife, for instance, will blame the husband.